It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hey guys, this is Ryan here. I'm a huge fan of hockey, but I'm also a huge Cowboys fan as well. And with week one right around the corner, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official betting partner of the NFL, is giving new players an offer for the first week of the season. Bet $1 on any NFL game during the first week of the season and receive $200 in free bets instantly, no matter what. If I could bet on the entire season, I would bet that the Cowboys would be completely mediocre. It's frustrating being a Cowboys fan. Anyways, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any week one game. That's promo code THPN to get you free $200 in free bets instantly, only for a limited time at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 years of age or older, New Jersey, Indiana, and Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. <laughs> And welcome back to Starcastic Remarks, uh, presented by DraftKings. Thank you guys for tuning in tonight, along with Christian Chambers. I am Ryan, and uh, we got a jammed, packed, full show for you tonight. Chris, how you doing? I'm doing very well. I'm doing very well. You sound like a robot. Okay. Thank you. Anyways, uh, how's life going for you? Before we get into the actual stuff that people want to hear, there's a lot of work. You got more i more IT stories for us? Do you make more people happy again? Yeah, I can I can give more IT stories if you want. <laughs> Go uh, for it. Give us one. Okay, so someone said that we forgot to give them their graphics card and their computer. But if you know anything about computers, graphics cards are inside the computer. So that doesn't make any sense. But he was real upset about that. So obviously somebody that knows nothing about, you know, computers or anything. Yeah. Like that, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we started school this week, and we had about... 10 to 15 kids test positive for COVID. So uh, those of you be out there that are kind of, you know, on have like pre-existing conditions and stuff like that, you'll be safe, please, because this Delta variant is for real. Uh, kids I've talked to who have, come, who have come back from it say that it really sucks. And uh, so y'all just stay safe out there. Okay. Anyways, we got a lot of stuff that we want to talk to you guys about. Um, some unfortunate stuff some sad stuff some good things some weird things and then just a couple questions that we're going to answer uh towards the end of the podcast which is uh, what will canada and the usa olympic team rosters look like for 2022 because it looks like that that's a almost for sure thing now that I'm, I'm happy about that yay and uh 
this was something interesting that I saw on Twitter, but someone put out about missing hockey, and they said, why doesn't the NHL do a summer league like the NBA does? So I thought we might uh, take a look at that and maybe get our thoughts on that, and maybe what would a summer league look like, and why would they do it, and stuff like that. So uh, we'll get into that, of course, and then uh, we'll get into our Who Cares segment uh, for the evening as well to close it all up. So, all right, uh, just to start off with a, a couple of things. First off is just a couple of news items from the past week. And, yes, it's the off season, but there's still a lot of stuff that seems to be going on, more than uh, normal in a regular off season. I know it's a shorter off season, but still. Um, just a couple of unfortunate things first. Uh, Rod Gilbert, he's a New York Rangers legend. He... He played in the 70s and 80s for the Rangers. He passed away at the age of 80. So uh, I, I never watched him play, obviously. that He was way before both of our times. Uh, but from what I understand, he is probably the equivalent and or bigger than Mike Madonna is for the Stars. So very big, important player passes away for the New York Rangers. Uh, thoughts on that, Chris? Uh, I mean, I don't really know much about him as a player, but yeah, not good. It's not not happy. I'm sure. Yeah, it's real tough for Rangers fans. But the nice thing is, is that he did live a long life. So he did. He was able to uh, live a full 80 years out. And uh, he was. Uh, there was this really cute video that I saw on Twitter. But there was a Rangers fan who obviously was of age. He was older. He was like in his 50s or 60s. And uh, he had a, uh, a a Ron a Rod. I almost said Ron. I, or I did say Ron Rod Gilbert jersey on, and they were he was like down in the bowl watching the warmups uh, for, while the players are getting ready for the game, and Rod Gilbert saw the jersey, came up behind him, and and uh, tapped him on the shoulder, and and kind of surprised the fans. So that that was a cool little uh, cool little video I saw on Twitter. So uh, you know thoughts and prayers to the whole Gilbert family for that. Um, and also you know, even more unfortunate news, it just. This is just not seem like a good off season for uh, you know these players passing away and unfortunately uh, Jimmy Hayes who kind of jumped around the league a little bit uh, passed away at the age of 31. Um, he is the brother of current uh, Philadelphia Flyers Ke uh, Kevin Hayes, so he signed that massive contract in Philadelphia a couple years ago and that's his brother and uh, we we don't know any details about. Uh, how he passed away or why he passed away, but uh, he he does leave behind a wife and a two-year-old and a two-month-old. So uh, sp prayers out especially to the, the whole Hayes family. And, uh, again, another tragic situ situation, whatever it is, uh, w we're praying for the Hayes family there. And then um, one other thing that happened over the past week was there was a, a car accident involving three junior hockey players up in uh, Canada, and they were only 16 years of age. So uh, just lots of, you know, sad news coming out of the uh, coming out of the hockey world this past week, Christian. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I really, the thing that struck me most was the second thing you talked about. I, f I forget his name, but the 31-year-old, the yeah, Jimmy Hayes, who died. I saw a lot of hockey players all across like Twitter and Instagram really posting about that. And it kind of like makes you think about how close that community really is together. Like these players are really friends. They're, they're, they're coworkers really is what they are. They're not just competitors and teammates. They're, they're coworkers in a sense. So it, it's really cool to see that they have that, uh, kind of brotherhood together, but it's, of course it's a, it's in a sad situation, but it's good to know that they have that community together. Well, it's always amazing to see when people pass away, especially at a young age, and uh, just the impact that they make on people's lives. So a lot of the time, you, you see it just based off of you know social media, and uh, you could obviously see the impact that Jimmy Hayes uh, had on the hockey world. And specifically, it sounds like the I think it was the Boston area, because uh, I think he went to Boston College and played hockey there, and he was a big deal there. Uh, so uh, again prayers to all three of those families uh, the family of rod gilbert the new york legend jimmy hayes and also the family of the the three victims of the junior hockey players that passed away in the uh, car accident over this past week um to let, let's get there's not a you know a good way to segue into the next kind of news from the past couple week uh from this past week but uh let's just get into this next thing um 
<laughs> and let the rumor mill fly again. So here we go. Uh, the city of Glendale, and most people may not know what the city of Glendale is. Glendale is a suburb of Phoenix, and that is where the Coyotes have called home for the past eight, nine, ten years. Um, and the city of Glendale cho- chose not to renew the Gila River Arena contract with the Coyotes for the following season after this season, so for the 2022-2023 season. So the Coyotes are homeless right now after this season. And let the rumor mill fly. What have you heard about that, Chris? Uh, I mean, we talked about on our Twitter the – the most likely place right now, if that team is to move, would be to Houston. Um, it's a big market. The NHL has stated that they want that team to stay in the South because they want to have more footholds into the Southern market. So Houston is in the South. Mm-hmm. Huge market. Makes sense. I think it's unlikely. I think if they're going to stay in uh, Arizona, I think the NHL wants them there. I feel like they think that's a large swath of land that they can further move into maybe right. not I think it's market in the Tempe, size wise i think it's in the tempe area is i think i've was what i read or what i heard about so that it there's a possibility that actually it's probably strongly likely that they stay in phoenix in the phoenix yeah, area some way but i think the nhl just really wants to stay in they want the coyotes to be that southwest team for multiple different states and not just for glendale obviously <laughs> right so uh i mean i got a lot of thoughts running through my head but first off uh, when I when I did a bunch of research on this story and looked the story up even further, it made sense why the city of Glendale dropped the Coyotes. I, I mean, uh, one of the things was is that this has been on a year to year basis, so the the relationship between the city of Glendale and the Phoenix, uh, excuse me, the Arizona Coyotes, uh, has not been particularly strong over this course of these years. And they've always wanted to have a, a uh, <coughs> excuse me, a more permanent arena, and that hasn't been the case with Gila River Arena. And uh, Gila River Arena needs a lot of upgrades, right? It's an older building; they need to upgrade it. It's in a up and coming part of the Phoenix area. It, there's a lot of shops and you know entertainment stuff around that area. But uh, so that's you know against the city of Glendale. The city of Glendale hasn't you know, offered to put put money into the arena. But the other thing is, is that uh, the Arizona Coyotes, it sound, from what I read, they're like months and months and months late on the rent for paying for being in the arena. And, and I think it's somewhere between $1 and $2 million. It might be more than $2 million. Uh, I, I'm not positive about that off the top of my head. I don't have the, the details right here in front of me. But, I mean, if... I mean, think about it. If you're a landlord and your tenant is not paying his rent for, you know, six months plus, you want him to get out because he's you're not getting any money out of that, right? That makes sense. Yeah. Yes, no? I, I mean, I don't know how big building contracts like that work, so maybe that's a normal thing. It doesn't sound normal. No. But... <laughs> if, if that was a normal thing... Then you would hear about that. It would have been in, mentioned in the article that I read, uh, you know, with uh, with other teams. I mean, like, I specifically looked at, like, the contract bef- between uh, the American Airlines Center and the Dallas Stars slash Dallas Mavericks, and they make it all work and stuff like that, right? And there's multiple buildings um, in America that host both an NHL team and an NBA team, and they make it work. And it's not just by year-by-year basis. They sign it for, like, a good – eight, 10, 12 years kind of thing. So I, I don't, I don't see this as a normal situation. And, uh, so on the, on the flip side of this, um, you, you mentioned the whole moving thing. So other than, you know, staying in the Arizona, the Arizona, the Phoenix area in Arizona, then it sounds like the most, you know, likely destinations for the Arizona Coyotes would be Houston and or Quebec City. And uh, right now, both cities have a building that could, you know, host an NHL team. Uh, I think that the Quebec City nor- uh, community would appreciate it more, in my opinion, just because it's in Canada. Can it- Hockey is the biggest sport in Canada. But the the fact that you have 
Houston, which is the fourth largest metropolitan area in the basically in North America, I think is what it is. Maybe it's just America, but whatever. It's it's a really big metropolitan area. And they have every major sports franchise in their city. They have baseball, they have the Astros. Texans, they have with the uh, NFL, and then they have the Rockets with the NBA. So it seems logical that the only thing that they're missing is an NHL team, right? Yeah, that makes sense. Right? (laughs) I mean, it's not like Houston has shown that they can't uh, sustain an NHL franchise. They can, right? I mean, you see it with the other three franchises uh, going on right now in Houston. So, um. Is it likely they move? What do you think? No. They, I don't they wanna, think so either. Yeah, yeah. they, they want to leave Arizona where they are, no matter how terrible the franchises run. I'm I'm surprised that the NHL hasn't begged their owner, I don't know who it is, to, to sell the team. but Alex Marorello. Yeah. He's well, been doing he, a terrible he's, he's job. Actually, <laughs> he's actually a new owner of the team. He's only had well, it for a year. so. Well, he's done awful so far. Yeah, and, and, and you know, in his defense, maybe he just inherited a really bad franchise. Who knows? Um, well, he definitely did, but that doesn't mean he's doing anything to make it better. That's true. That's also true. There, there's some rumors that he tried to like treat it as a uh, quote-unquote family, and it didn't really turn out that well when uh, all those bad things happened that came out against the Phoenix Coyotes uh, earlier this year. And, uh, yeah, it, I think it was The Athletic that really posted an article about the coyotes that was not in a very you know positive light let's just say that so anyways um i i I think eventually what will happen to kind of put a bow on this is that the city of glendale uh will not renew the contract at all so that they're not gonna like you know cave in and say okay y'all can stay i think eventually what's gonna happen is that uh the coyotes are gonna move to tempe and build their own building now, what they do for the 22-23 season, I have no idea because there's no way they're – even if they started a building like right now, like right like today, there's no way that it would be ready in time for the for 22-23 season to start. So yeah. I think that's what happens. So any last thoughts on that? I, I'm surprised that Arizona is still a franchise. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm surprised that they are still where they are. And it just keeps getting worse for them. And if you're an Arizona Coyotes fan, I would not make any kind of deposits that would be long-term. Because uh, even though we're saying it's still not likely that they're going to move, just every year, just something happens with them. And it's like, okay, they're going to move this year. They're going to move this year. Like, yep. just every year there's something. They, they can't have a quiet off season. So, like, it sucks to be a Coyotes fan is my final thought. Right. <laughs> I feel really bad for him because it, it, it's just, it's got to be rough to be a Coyotes fan. I'm, but well, I mean, we, we went through our hard yeah, times too as to a say. Stars fan. So, you know, after Tom Hicks uh, had to declare bankruptcy and he sold the team and all that sort of thing, uh, you know, the Stars went through a period of time where the team was mediocre or below average at best. So um, it, it just feels like with the Coyotes, it just hasn't been, you know, good at all. So, uh, Anyways, uh, let me lead into this next question because this is off the top of my head. Um, One of the things that I thought about was uh, expansion teams, okay? And expansion teams, we we can see the difference between Vegas and Seattle and then expansion teams of the past. Expansion teams of the past sucked. (laughs) Like, legitimately sucked. And if you look at those teams now, those teams are not very successful right now. Right. So, I mean, think about like the more recent ones before uh, Vegas, which which would be Minnesota and which would be the Columbus Blue Jackets. Right. They've had some good seasons. Right. But have they had like a sustained amount of success over a period of time? I mean, I would argue, no, they've they've been around for almost 20 years now. So when so that the NHL kind of learned about that when Vegas came into the league and when Seattle came into the league and they're like, okay, they got to have a decent team in order for the team to be successful. So what I'm saying right now is with, with Arizona, if they do move, it needs to be a couple of years down the road. And that's what I would plan for. Because when you look at the central, there ain't no heck way that they're getting 
above seventh. They're getting seventh at best, in my opinion. And uh, when you move, you want to be successful in your new market, right? Is that just me, or am I crazy? Or You absolutely do. In the first couple of years, it's a really big thing so that you can draw in new fans, of course. Right, and, and I mean, look at the success that Vegas had. Vegas went to the Stanley Cup Finals in their first year, and it's been a booming success. Look at the Stars. That's a little bit different. It was more of a relocation. But what happened six years after the Stars moved to Texas? They won the Stanley Cup. And then they went to the Stanley Cup Finals the year after. So there was sustained success for a period of time for those two franchises in particular. And, I mean, Vegas is still good now. So uh, I guess what I'm trying to say is when Arizona moves, they got to have a good team. And that's that's going to take three, four years, in my opinion. I think they're expected to be bottom feeders. They're expecting themselves to be bottom feeders in the uh, NHL. So, okay, anyways, let's go to our, our next thing. Um, the, uh, the If you're looking for some sort of hockey fix right now, um, it's really, really kind of hard to find hockey right now. But uh, the IIHF Women's World Championships are being held right now in Calgary. So, uh I believe it's being held on NHL Network if you want to check that out. Uh, I don't have NHL Network. I wish I did because otherwise I'd watch any kind of hockey right now. Uh, but we'll see how it goes. And, of course, Canada and the United States are the big two powerhouses, and they're in the same group, and we'll see how that goes. Um, anyways, a couple more bits of uh, news for this week. I'm, I'm going to skip the, the next one, Chris, and come back to it. Uh, okay. Eichel... Eichel tweeted out an emoji on Twitter this past week, and Twitter exploded. Hockey news. <laughs> I mean, that's how, that's how dire we are for for like you know news right now. Eichel tweets non-word. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And it, uh, I I forgot exactly what emoji it was, but it looked like a exhausted face. Mm, yeah. Right. So, and you know, I, I mean, you could. Everyone's looking into it and speculating about it, and obviously, it's more than likely something about you know his situation with the Buffalo Sabers right now and all of that. Yeah, stuff. the situation is he's still on the team, right? And <laughs> and and you know we haven't really mentioned it much on uh, on our show, but uh, you know he wants to get this really experimental surgery that you know most athletes have never done before, and an NHL player has never done it before. I know that for sure. Um, and it was really interesting because 31 Thoughts, the podcast, uh, Elliot Friedman and Jeff Merrick had a, a physician come on, and he was the one that actually suggested the surgery to Eichel's uh, camaraderie camp, whatever. And he came onto the, the podcast there and kind of explained what the how the surgery would look, what it would do, what the recovery time would be. And it seemed legit. It, it, it seemed like it would work and that it would be fine. Uh, however, the Buffalo Sabres don't want that. They, they want him to go the traditional way and just kind of rehab and, tr- and try to come back. And all of that was before, you know, the relationship between him and the Sabres were, were you know, completely severed at this point. There, there's no return, in my opinion, on this. Uh, uh, any, any thoughts about that, Chris? It's, it's weird. This doesn't happen in hockey, really. I it, don't it's think. so weird. And something so public like this, right? Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I, what I really want to know is there's been talk from Dallas Stars fans, maybe not the most educated ones, but there's been talk from them about trying to trade for him. And I want to know your thoughts on that. I, I, I don't know. I, I, really, I mean, I mean, it's Jack Eichel. Answer. It's Jack Eichel, right? I, yeah. I mean, who who would not want Jack Eichel on their team? Exactly. Every, I mean, all thirty-two teams in the NHL, oh, thirty-one other, th- the other thirty-one teams in the NHL would die to have somebody like Jack Eichel on the team, on their team. But the problem is, is that his health is just so much of a question right now, and that's a big reason why he he hasn't been traded yet. Um, I, I think there are teams in the NHL that would meet the demands of the Buffalo Sabres for what would be required to get Jack Eichel off the Sabres. But you don't think we're on that list? It's a very, very, very like out there thing. I, I don't think it's likely. Is it possible? 
Maybe. Is it likely? No. I would give it like a 5% chance. Literally. That's yeah. That's all I would give it. None, yeah. No higher. Not even 5.1. I, I give it a 0% chance just because we haven't heard any talks that Dallas has been interested either. But yeah, it for, for them to get Eichel, the only decent price is... Did you, did you see Josh's hypothetical trade? Right, yeah. So Josh Sanders posted a hypothetical trade on the Jason Robertson Fan Club and Hockey Talk Facebook group. And uh, I don't have it in front of me. Chris, do you have it in front of me? I but don't, it, but I remember what it was. It was it, for... Uh, it was Rope Hints, right? Rope Hints. It was... Hanley. Harley. Harley, Harley. Yeah, it was sorry. Harley. A first-round pick in next year and a third round pick the year after and it so, was anton hudobin and anton hudobin for one player who was injured right it will we <laughs> that we don't know about anything about um that make kind of makes me think a little bit a little exactly. bit exactly that's what i'm saying that one is like right. on the edge right that one is completely on the edge uh if and, that happened and I saw it on my Twitter feed, I would scream yes and then immediately ponder it for four hours straight. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, again, it's Jack Eichel. Exactly. Right? That's why. Right. And uh, and I mean, if you're trying to win now, I mean, Jack Eichel would help. <laughs> he is in his prime. You know, I I, I kind of questioned about uh, John Klinberg being past his prime, which he's not. Uh, but Jack Eichel, there's no way he's past his prime. Not a chance. He's 25, I think. 25? I don't remember. 24, 25, 26. One of the the three. He's in his mid-20s. He's not old. Yeah, he's not very old. And he can pretty much play with anybody and get them goals and assists. So that made made me think a little bit. So uh, there was another crazy trade that it said, uh, Rope Hints, John Klingberg, two first-round picks. And then I was like, no. (laughs) Yeah. On that one, not a chance. That one is no. Yeah, but that one made me scratch my head a little bit. It did. And, yeah. you know, Bu- Buffalo would get back Anton Hudobin, which – or get back Anton Hudobin. Hudobin would go there and probably would be their starter. Um, You know, Hintz could be on the top line and kind of – they could kind of build around him as they go. Uh, yeah, that's well, – that's Harley why I brought would be it another, up. Yeah, Harley would be a good addition for them, and then the Stars would get something that could possibly help them win now. So and, that, and that's why I didn't let you just bla- blaze past this segment because, like, I, the more I thought about that hypothetical trade, I was like, man, that makes a lot of sense. I was like, dang it, Josh. <laughs> dang it, Josh. It's Post not going to happen. All those hypothetical, yeah. It's not going to happen, but it's just, it makes a lot of sense. Okay, so let, let me ask you one more question to, to finish this, uh, this little news story up. Does he get traded before the start of the season? And if he does, where does he go? Uh, in his mind, yes, he's getting traded before the start of the season, and I but think does if he doesn't it get traded, he's not playing. Does it happen? Yes, because he's not going to play for them. Um, I have no idea where he's going to go. Um, I don't think it's going to be to a team that's a cup contender already. It might go to a bubble team, but I don't think he'll. I don't think his price tag will be low enough to get him to a cup contender. Uh. The biggest thing out there is the Rangers. And Rangers makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, they've got a lot of young guys that they could trade for Jack Eichel for. They're looking to get over that hump in the met- the really, really crazy Metro division. Um, and, you know, the the Buffalo Sabres could get good return for their, uh, for their product in Jack Eichel. So uh, I, I think that the Rangers are going to need some, you know, some help and kind of being pushed over by the Buffalo Sabres and maybe looking at his, you know, health records or whatever and, you know, have the assurance that he is going to play for them this year or something, and then maybe they trade for him. Uh, but he, I don't think he gets traded before the season, in mm. my opinion. I think, Do you think I he think, plays? I don't. I don't. And I think he That's just doesn't crazy. play. I just don't think he plays because they uh, need him to rehab. So that would that, be that's insane. Just what I think. Yeah. And he holds out, and he just sits on the sideline and does nothing. Jack Eichel, number two pick behind Connor McDavid. Not playing hockey. Not playing hockey. That's insane. In his prime, in his mid-20s. So, anyways. 
Okay, it, it's funny how we're mentioning a bunch of Rangers stuff today, but Rangers has ha have been in the news a bunch. Um, Sorry, so I'm opening candy real quick. Hold on. What kind of candy though? What kind of candy? Show me. Yes, I love those. I love those. Sweet tarts for you audio people. I already drank my Dr Pepper. It's empty. So, um, anyway, to get right. to continue, so I guess this is a Rangers podcast too. Um, Unfortunately, uh, Henrik Lundqvist, the king, the goaltender of you know multiple years for the New York Rangers, uh, retired and officially announced his retirement. Um, I felt like a lot of people knew this was coming anyways, just based off of the fact that he had to sit out last year and uh, with his heart irregularity and his heart problems. Uh, it still sucks. I know. It, and, as, as, and it especially sucks when you're – that age and you still you still feel like you can play and you have that desire to play right and he could play and his team was getting better and yeah that's not the way i want i wanted his career to end it's not what the way it deserved to end either it it, it sucks i don't like it. i really liked him as a goaltender it was really fun to watch him play i thought he played with a lot of just like grit and stuff when he played in net kind of kind of like that uh Kind of like that Hudobin grit, you know, just stop the puck at all costs. But yep. it's just sad. I don't like it. So the Swedish goaltender, he was drafted in two thousand. <laughs> that that was the year you were born, Chris. <laughs> yep. And he was taken. Get this in the seventh round as the eighth pick in that round. So he was two hundred and fifth overall. That is insane. To get a goaltender in that round that late in the in the uh, NHL draft, uh, he played 887 games, four night, 459 wins, 310 losses, 96 overtime losses. <laughs> get this, he made 25,610 saves. <laughs> that's a cool stat. <laughs> that, that's a really cool <laughs> stat. Uh, his goals against average was 2.43, which is excellent, especially nowadays. That's crazy for a whole career. Uh, and then his save percentage was uh, 918, 64 shutouts, and over the course of his career, he played 51,817 minutes. So just a culmination of all those stats, the fact that he was a seventh-round pick in in 2000. Uh What's your what's your thoughts on Henrik Lundqvist as he uh, decides to hang up his skates and retire? I thought he was amazing, and I'm sad that he is no longer playing hockey. It doesn't doesn't feel real. And a lot of people, you know, might not remember this, but he has a twin, and his twin used to play for the Dallas Stars, Joel Lundqvist. So I did not remember that. That's an that's an interesting little tidbit. Another trivia fact for you. Put that if, in uh, trivia night. Yep. Dallas Stars trivia night. Um, the, the, a lot of people are already talking about the fact that uh, or considering whether he should be in the Hall of Fame. Oh, yes, he should. You think so? Yes. Right. Well, the Rangers already announced that he's getting a banner, like the day right. he retired. That's crazy. Right, but, I mean, like, he's the only team that uh, – or they're the only team he ever played for. So obviously, I mean, he's he's basically a Mike Madonna of the New York Rangers. He's yeah. very important to that franchise. He's definitely a Hall of Famer. There's no doubt. The the only thing that could possibly hold him back is the fact that he never won a Stanley Cup. Doesn't matter with stats like that. You don't think so? The Rangers were a Cup contender for years with a terrible team, only because of him. He, he he was the New York. He was Rangers. a huge. He was a huge, por a big part of that. Those. He teams. was the best goaltender in the league for like three years straight. It, it was crazy. Yeah, he's in the Hall of Fame. Yep. Dunzo. All right, Chris Inducted says that tomorrow. he's in the Hall of Fame, so he will be in the Hall of Fame, according to. Chris. He's in my Hall of Fame, at least. I'll hang <laughs> a banner in my room for him. Uh. He's he has won a Vesna, so that helps his Hall of Fame resume. Uh, he also led the NHL in victory several times. Uh, he won the gold with Sweden at, at the 2006 Torino Olympics. Uh, you know, maybe he does get there. I don't know. Maybe he does. Um, yeah, he I, does. I don't think he'll be a first ballot Hall of Famer, 
I re- I don't think he will be a first ballot Hall of Famer and like be eligible. I don't think he'll get in the first year he's eligible, which I think it's like three years after they retire is when Something they're eligible like to be in the yeah. Hall of Fame. But uh, he definitely, with the stats he has, I agree with you. I think he has a shot. I really do. All right. Uh, continuing on, this is probably the biggest portion of news, which makes a lot of uh, hockey fans across the world super excited. Uh, the IIHF has agreed to buy insurance for the NHL players participating in the Olympics, which includes COVID coverage. So the the big reason why the NHL was unsure if the players were going to go to the Olympics was because of all of all this stuff of, well, who's going to pay for what? And NHL's, NHL was saying, no, you're going to pay for that. And I, I, the IOC was like, no, you're going to pay for that. And now it appears and it seems like that They've got a deal in place, and it appears that the Olympics are a green light. So, exciting bit of news, right, Chris? That is awesome. It's very cool. I can't wait. Where are the Olympics? I don't even know. Gosh. <laughs> okay. Where are Olympics? Computer, tell. And yeah, while Chris is looking it up, uh, the Olympics are also being held right now through uh, – you know, qualifiers. So there's lots of teams that are going through these qualifying rounds right now trying to figure out who will be some of those last teams to make those groups to make the actual Olympics China. in 2022. It's in China again? Yeah. Well, I, I guess it was... Beijing again. I guess it was in 2008. So they And they held the summer, the summer games. And honestly, if I'm arguing, the 2008 opening ceremony was one of the greatest ever. It, it was incredible, uh, the, the the stuff that they put on and the stuff they did. So, anyways, so we're that really means we have to watch hockey at like eight in the morning, if that. <laughs> That's awesome. I don't <laughs> care. You kidding? Yes, yeah, awesome. school doesn't exist. Yeah, yeah, I don't care. It's not like we have jobs other than this. Hey this kids, you just just go practice your instrument. I'm just, I'm gonna go watch hockey. Okay. Anyways, um, so with that. Uh, led us to do is to take a look at some possible rosters for the Canadians and for the United States. So it's freaking ridiculous how stacked (laughs) the Canadian roster looks. So this is the, this is the first line. Okay. That I came up with and that, that I've seen, and I'm I'm stealing this from a, a TSN article. This is the first line for Canada. Connor McDavid, Nathan McKinnon, and Jonathan Huberdeau. Oh my god. That's all right. <laughs> Bullcrap, that's that's all right. That's scary. And then okay, second line. Sidney Crosby. Sidney Crosby is on the second line. I know he's getting older, but Washed still. Up. I mean, what do you mean? No, he's on the second <laughs> line. And then per- Patrice Bergeron and Brad Marchand. That is insane. That's a second line. Yeah, that's the working line. That you know, checking line right there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Third line: Mark Shifley, Braden Point, and Ryan O'Reilly. Yeah, don't expect much out of those three. Braden Point is on the third line. <laughs> Fourth line: Yanni Gord, Mitch Marner, Mitch Marner, and Bo Horvat. Didn't, didn't Mitch Marner <laughs> win some kind of award or something? He was uh, well. That was Austin Matthews, but oh, he was shoot, top five. Bad. He was top five in NHL scoring, and on the depth chart, he's a fourth line. He's winger. a fourth line. <laughs> oh my gosh! I mean, that he, a, he's got to at least break the top three if he wants to be in the top six. I mean, oh my gosh! Number that, five is pretty low. And 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 then here's here's the their thirteenth and fourteenth forwards. Okay, Nick oh. Suzuki. Nick Suzuki is the 13th Great. forward, Fake and Mark's, Mark Stone, the captain of the Vegas Golden Knights, <laughs> no, is their 14th forward. Didn't make the team. Poor guy. <laughs> My goodness. Like, what? Like, what the actual crap? Like, oh, man. Ugh. So, anyways. Uh, let, how, do, let me throw... how does Canada ever lose? Can, can, we, can we talk about that? How does Canada ever lose? I think the deal <laughs> is is that... I really don't think all of those players are going to make the roster. And I think that they're going to go 
in a different direction, especially with the bottom six, right? Because with those guys, there's plenty of players that can put the puck in the net, right? Who cares you, about defense if you can score 20 goals? <laughs> well, ask the Stars that. When Lindy Ruff was, like, running gun and, you know, released. We weren't you know, scoring Tyler 20 Sagan. goals, though. We were scoring, we, like, we were score. We were outscoring our problems. And then what good did it do for us in the playoffs? Well, 80, in a two-game season, it didn't work out great. But I In mean, a tournament, it's not going to work out either. Nah, it'll be fine. It is a playoff-style feel in the Olympics. That's my opinion. Okay, anyways, so I think that bot- the bottom six will look a lot different uh, if – you know, if you if you're like the GM for Canada, I think it might be Roberto Luongo who's the GM for Team Canada, trying to figure out players. That's anyways, <laughs> okay, yeah, it's a little strange, but anyways, the uh, just weird defensemen and, and get this, this is the defensemen uh, for Team Canada according to TSN possible roster. Okay, uh, first pairing: Shay Th- Shay Theodore. Theodore. Shay Theodore. There's my Texan coming out in me. And Alex Petrangelo. Second, Jacob Chikrin, who is extremely underrated as a member of the Arizona Coyotes. And Kale McCarr. Kale McCarr is not your top one of your top two defensemen. Yeah. I mean, did you see that play made in the playoffs against the Stars the other time? I mean, he threw the puck in his own net pretty much. It's pretty bad. Yeah, right. Yeah, well, once. Once as a Yeah, rookie. one time. Yeah. Okay. And then Darnell Nurse and Dougie Hamilton finish out the top uh, the top no six. Letang? So, you can't no, kick Latang out. Latang is not on the roster at all. So according, according Darnell, to that all right, article. so so get this. So Darnell Nurse just signed a nine point five per year deal, right? So did Dougie Hamilton. They're on the third pairing. Yeah. So there's nineteen million dollars in the third pairing for the, for Team Canada. That's just insane to me and then you you end up with your three goaltenders carrie price mark andre Fleury, darcy kemper that's decent decent in my butt my gosh it's amazing that canada loses right it's a man it's amazing that canada loses this game i'm upset that latang's not on the team okay let's move on all right so um what a Let's... dumb decision by that TSN article guy. That's well, frustrating. Yeah. He's an idiot. Who is it? Who was it? Uh, Button? Yeah, that makes sense. What a dumb name for a dumb person. <laughs> He's actually pretty smart. He, he, was actually, he actually said that Jacob Chikrin is, you know, top five defenseman, and I think he's right. Okay, anyway, so. Over Latong. Over Latong. Any and then okay, so here's the uh, NH here's the Team USA roster according to uh, Kaplan. It's uh, a little it's a little worse. Yes, it's it's still pretty freaking good. <laughs> not not as good as that. Well, it the, I mean it's about the same though. I mean all right, so get a, so get a load of this, okay? So here here's your first line. Here's your top six forwards, okay? First line: Austin Matthews, Patrick Kane, Matthew Kachuk. That's pretty good. That's very good. The check's kind of a punk, but you know. Yeah, but he, I mean, he he kind of plays his role to a, to a T. I love mm-hmm. it. Okay, uh, second line. I get Jack it. Eichel, Jake Gensel, and Kyle Connor. Mm-hmm. That's your top six. That's a really good top six. It's not as good as having Crosby on the second line. That, that's that's just true. <laughs> it is true. <laughs> Third line: Dylan Larkin, Johnny Goudreau, and Alex DeBrinket. Yeah, short people go to Brinkett. I wish we had gotten him instead of Riley Tufty. Uh, again, really good third line, right? Man, Chris, you're just I so mean, like nonchalant about this. Like this is at, not a good roster. I mean, after we talked about the Canadian team, yeah, these maybe guys, we should have started with the U.S. first. Yeah, these guys look <laughs> like the Washington Nationals right now, bro. And then their fourth line is Generals. J.T. Miller, Max Pacioretty, and Blake Wheeler. So, I mean, dang. Where's Pavelski? Pavelski's where's Ro- where's Robertson? Here. Nope. Not Jason here Robertson either. should be on there. And so you've also got, as your 13th and 14th forwards, you got Brock Besser, and you've got Jack Hughes. 
So, to, again, two really good players as your 13th and 14th forwards. Okay, for defensemen, uh, Jacob Slavin, who uh, recently won the, I think it was the Lady Bing trophy this past year, and Charlie McAvoy. This is where I think it's significantly worse than the Canadians. Uh, second pairing, Zach Wierenski and Seth Jones. So uh, Team USA reunites the pair from their uh, Columbus Blue Jacket days last year. And then their third pairing would be Ryan McDonough and Adam Fox. So former Ranger and Ryan McDonough and current Ranger Adam Fox. Uh, and then in, for their 7th and 8th defensemen, they've got Quinn Hughes and John Carlson. So I wouldn't say that's a bad defense because it's not. It's a, it's a really good defense. It's a really good defense. But when you're comparing it to the Canadians, what do you think? Less? Worse? Yes, sure. Yes, of course. Sure. <laughs> and and then I think in goaltending, I think we might actually be a little bit better. You got it's Connor Hellebuck. Last season, yeah. Yeah, you got Connor Hellebuck, John Gibson, and Jack Campbell. All good, all good goaltenders. And I think we might not be deeper than Canada in that fact, but I think right now Connor Hellebuck, who I, I, yeah. I would think is a better goaltender than Carey Price. Um, so, you know, that's just a, a quick little view at the, the rosters for yeah. Team USA and Team Canada, according to some of the TSN commentators. Uh, and, what's your thoughts on that, Chris? And maybe what you were talking about earlier, saying, like, well, sometimes Canada just gets all the all-stars and throws them on the team, and they don't end up being a really good team during the tournament. Maybe the Americans not having enough good players to do that artificially does that for us. Right. <laughs> so while the Canadians have to think about it, we're just like, what are our best players? Send them over. And then right. and then they end up actually being a decent team. So maybe. Probably not. <laughs> we probably don't meddle, but that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think we have a good the the I would love to see the Americans win the gold medal again. I mean that would <laughs> that would be amazing. Not gonna happen. Uh but when you've got Finland You've got Sweden. You've got Canada. All three of those countries. Russia. Scary. Yeah, not to mention Russia. Although they won't be playing under their flag, but uh, they, they're they still <laughs> playing. And that that's freaking scary. So uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Uh, Side tangent, what a weird punishment. Like, well, oh, yeah? You're going to break the Olympic rules? Well, you can't use your flag. Well, they also can't play. Okay. <laughs> they can't play the their anthem if a Russian gets a gold medal. Still so, weird. I know, but it's, it's just a sense of pride thing, I guess. I guess that's what they're going for. Punishment through pride. I don't know. It's but weird punishment. I I agree. I agree. I mean, if they're gonna break the rules, then they need to not be participating, right? Yeah. That's true. That's what oh, I gosh. thought. How, I thought how that's dare how I, rules work. <laughs> how, how dare I say that? How dare I say that? Okay. All right. Last thing we want to talk about hockey-related-wise is, uh, you know, exploring the logistics of what a NHL Summer League might look like. And this kind of was spawned from a, a tweet on Twitter that we saw. And uh, first one I want to talk about is just the, the NBA Summer League, okay? So – the NBA has run some form of a summer league, you know, since like the mid eighties and it's been different things, but what they do is they, they don't like travel, right? So all the, all the teams come to a central location. It's almost kind of like they're in a bubble. Okay. Kind of like how all the NHL teams went to the bubble in, in Edmonton and I already forgot the other place. Was it Toronto? Yeah, it was Toronto. Yeah, no, the and it place. was Toronto. And uh, they they just stayed th they just stay there and then they play each other in that place over a period of like a week or two, and uh, you know they they experiment with like different rules and different rosters and different things like that, um, and one of the biggest things it, and biggest questions would be is how, how would a summer league work for hockey? So Chris, you got any ideas of how a summer league would work for hockey? It wouldn't work because there's too many prospects in junior leagues that would be against it that it would never happen. So, sadly, I'm the Debbie Downer in this situation, but 
the junior leagues would hate this because it would take away from their market share. They wouldn't get as many people watching their teams and participating in all of their things because they would just wait for the summer league stuff to happen. And the teams who are trying to draft the prospects, if you keep the junior leagues instead of replacing it with this summer league idea, then the NHL teams wouldn't like it because it gives their prospects more of a chance to get hurt. So logistically, if that's what we're talking about this, this is a terrible idea, and it will never happen. But the thing but is, it would okay. be cool. It would. <laughs> see, he ended with that. Yes, I agree. And I see your point, but at the same time, all those leagues are not playing during the summer. The OHL doesn't play during the summer. The WHL doesn't play during the summer. The QMJHL doesn't play during the summer. It, the NHL doesn't. It still draws from the market share, though, because the people who would go ahead and watch those junior league games to to see their prospects would instead just wait for the NHL D-League games to watch. Yeah, but it's only – I don't necessarily believe that because if you keep – it's it's really not a league per se. Maybe the league part is a – you know, a misadvising well, it, it, term. It's, a, it's, it's a more of a term, tournament. It's... it's I guess it's more a tournament than anything. And it, and the thing is, is that it it would be more for fun, and it would be more for you know training and getting your game going and stuff like that. And I, I think it would be interesting to see some of these things. <laughs> Bless you. Thank you. And anyways, but like, um, here's what I thought about this art. This article I found has a lot of good benefits and stuff like that and it talks about a bunch of stuff but wouldn't it be fun to see just like a kind of like an all-star three-on-three league for like a week those would be games i would watch that would be so much fun that would be very cool i just feel like you're and it not... would be and it would be with like and and it'd be completely voluntary right so maybe that maybe the nhl team throws them like a a smaller stipend maybe Hey, come play for a week, and we'll give you ten grand or something like that. Make I just it don't worth think their while for a three-on-three tournament that would not be worth a prospect's while because they're risking their potential revenue stream in the future, which is their body that they use to play hockey with. <laughs> so I think a three-on-three tournament wouldn't work. The only way you could get prospects to actually come is to market it as a, a developmental league and use it to show more casual fans prospects before they get to the nhl and try and get your more casual fans more interested in prospect development and things like that but i don't think and it would be a big stage i mean i mean imagine it, like a big stage for players like thomas harley for players like jason robertson you, you before couldn't this past get it to year. be a big stage though you're not going to get it on nbcsn the biggest stage it's going to get on is uh, nhl tv i don't i, I don't think. think so i don't ha- think so with I've never if seen ESPN, an, an NBA D League game on NBC. On NBC. <laughs> if the NHL can get on ESPN with their regular games and with their regular stars, because there will be regular stars that would come and uh, and play. Now, I'm not saying that it would be you know 100% of the league stars would come and play in this three on three summer league or whatever, but it would be. I think you would have some, and you could show showcase those players. You could showcase the talent. I mean, you could give people like assistant coaches opportunities to teach and, you know, lead in a game where there's no pressure or stuff like that, right? Uh, There's just not enough incentive for a hockey player to go and do that. Right. But if there Uh, is. grand is nothing. I mean, what what incentive would you use? I I don't know. But that's what I'm saying is that if something like this would work there would have to be an incentive for the players and for the TV contracts and whoever else involved. Yeah. And I, the, okay. I agree with that. If it could work, that would be really cool. And I would love it, but the, we're going to speak logistically. Not really much of a chance of it happening. The, the other argument that I would make for doing a summer league like this is it, it, it wouldn't be a lot of money. But again, what's the biggest thing we keep hearing about from these NHL owners? We lost $3.8 billion over this past year and a half. This would be a way for them to recoup some of those assets if they did a summer league. Um, but I, I do want to mention what you you kind of already talked about, is why does the NHL not do a summer league and the NBA does? And obviously the bigger thing is that hockey comes with a lot more risks. 
right? Mm. Would you agree with that? Yeah, that and the more complicated nature of how a prospect becomes an NHL player in hockey. So from basketball, you basically go high school, college, NBA, if you're good enough, obviously. That's best-case scenario. But if you're a hockey player, your path is a lot different. I mean, you're going – when you're a teenager, like just barely a teenager, you're starting to go to junior clubs – and from there you go into an actual junior league and from there you go to a minor league maybe and from there hopefully you get it you're getting drafted and from there hopefully you go to the age maybe steps. yeah there's a lot more steps and there's a lot more different ways for it to happen too like in the nba like there's rare rare times when a player goes from high school to the nba but like lebron james but like that doesn't that's not normal so like it's just a much there's much more tangled wires in what you would have to do in hockey to get a summer league like that for prospects than in the nba um and obviously injuries is the biggest thing with all of this right the, yeah. the junior they, they teams don't... wouldn't like it nhl teams wouldn't like it. right yeah. and exactly so if something if something like that were to work there would have to be some I don't know. There, there have to be some mitigations. In well, this. And, and the closest thing so that has maybe, ever happened to this was the World Cup of Hockey a couple of years ago. And, and it was awesome, That's, and it was great, it was and it was a lot of fun, and it was right before the NHL season. But and when it, it ended up TV. happening, yeah, it was. It was great, and it was on you know all the big stations. It was on NBC. It was on NBCSN. It was on Versus. It was on uh, all the other stuff. But there were a lot of players that got hurt, and they were out for portions of the season for their uh, pro clubs. Yeah. And they hated that. Yeah. So everybody, so, I mean, the, if the owners hate something, it's not going to happen again. So, uh, and that's really unfortunate because that was kind of their, it was the reason why that they didn't go to the, the Olympics. So they're like, okay, we're not going to go to the Olympics, but we're going to do this world cup of hockey thing. And, uh, I mean, it was great. It was fun, but there were just too many injuries. And I guess the only mitigation you could do if you did like a three-on-three league or whatever, I guess you just take hitting out of it. Boy, which, that sounds fun. Right. Yeah. Talk about the OHL, and that—that's something that, yeah, that this, that'll be competitive hockey, won't it? Right. And I mean, it might be fun to watch like some some really cool like dangles and stuff like that, and some really skill skill moves. You'll like and, watching it if you like watching the NHL All-Star game, which I, for one, do not partake in. <laughs> you don't partake in? I don't mind it. The, I hate they're, it. They're trying. They're trying. No, they're, they're not. <laughs> I wish they would do other stuff for the NHL All-Star game. Maybe we can talk the, about the, that next I'll week. Watch, I'll watch the skills competition all day, but yeah, I will not oh, sit down and what, watch what's your favorite? What's, what's your favorite uh, All-Star? Or All-Star? What's your favorite skills competition? There's only one correct answer. It's hardest shot. Yes, agreed, hundred percent. If you don't say anything other than hardest shot, then you're stupid. Well, it was really funny to watch one year. I forgot what year it was, but they did the fastest skater, and they put two goalies. They always <laughs> do that. They do that every year. Oh they man, they always have two goalies at the end. Oh man, I love it. It's so fun to watch those two guys uh, just skate around, and it's and the, all those bulky pads and stuff like that. So. Okay, Chris. Well, I think we're both getting tired. We're gonna we're gonna lock up for tonight. Uh, we're gonna skip the Who Cares segment for tonight because it's getting kind of late anyway. So, uh, it, you got anything else you want to talk about tonight, Christian? Anything else you want to say? Uh, uh, Haynes King is the starter for the Fighting Texas Aggies. He's gonna lead us to the promised land, which is the national championship. We are going to overcome Bama. We're going to be SEC champions, national champions, world champions, solar system champions, all the champions. Giga Maggies. Good luck with that. <laughs> Thank you guys for tuning in this evening, and we really appreciate it. Those those of you that tuned into the stream this evening, and also those of you that are listening on the podcast side. Uh, thank you. Uh, you know, you guys listening to this podcast uh, allows us to do. Uh, what we love to do, which is talk about the stars, talk about hockey, and uh, continue to do it. So, uh, once again, thank you for tuning in. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter at Starcastic R, on Instagram at Starcastic Remarks Podcast, Podcast, Perker, 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 
And on Facebook, Sarcastic Remarks, it's a like page. I think it's just a group page. I don't know. Whatever. Um, we will catch you guys on the flip side. Y'all have a very good day.